Okay, so I started reading the Odyssey because that grew exciting quickly. So I am now reading Septimus Heat, Book One, Magic, by Angie Sage. I think that's how you say her name. My apologies if it's not. Chapter One: Something in the Snow. Silas Heat pulled his cloak tightly around him against the snow. It had been a long walk through the forest, and he was chilled to the bone. But in his pockets he had the herbs that Gallon, the psychic woman, had given him for his new baby boy, Septimus, who had been born earlier that day. Silas drew closer to the castle, and he could see lights flickering through the trees as candles were placed in the windows of the tall, narrow houses clustered along the outside walls. It was the longest night of the year, and the candles would be kept burning until dawn to keep the dark at bay. Silas always loved his walk. I loved this walk to the castle. He had no fear of the forest by day, and enjoyed the peaceful walk along the narrow track that threaded its way through the dense trees for mile after mile. He was near the edge of the forest now. The tall trees had begun to thin out, and the track began to dip down to the valley floor. Silas could see the whole castle spread before him. The old walls hugged the wide, winding river and zigzagged around the higgledy piggledy clumps of houses. All the houses were painted bright colors, and those that faced west looked as if they were on fire as their windows caught the last of the winter sun's rays. The castle had started life as a small village. Being so near to the forest, the villagers had to put up some small stone walls for protection against wolverines, witches, and warlocks who thought nothing of stealing their sheep, chickens, and occasionally their children. As more houses were built, the walls were extended, and a deep moat was dug so that all could feel safe. Soon the castle was attracting skilled craftsmen from other villages, as it grew and prospered so much that the inhabitants began to run out of space, until someone decided to build the Ramblings. The Ramblings, which was where Silas, Sarah, and the boys lived, was a huge stone building that rose up along the riverside. It sprawled for three miles across the river and back again into the castle, and was a noisy, busy place filled with a Warren of passages and rooms, with small factories, schools, and shops mixed in with family rooms, tiny roof gardens, and even a theater. There was not much space in the ramblings, but people did not mind. There was always good company and someone for the children to play with. As the winter sun sank below the castle walls, Silas quickened his pace. He needed to get to the north gate before they locked it and pulled up the drawbridge at nightfall. It was then that Silas sensed... Something nearby. Something alive. But only just. He was aware of a small human heartbeat somewhere close to him. Silas stopped. As an ordinary wizard, he was able to sense things, but he was not a particularly good ordinary wizard. So he needed to concentrate hard. He stood still with the snow falling fast around him, already covering his footprints. And then he heard something. A snuffle? A whimper? A small breath? He wasn't sure, but it was enough. Underneath a bush besides the path was a bundle. Silas picked up the bundle and, to his amazement, found himself gazing into the solemn eyes of a tiny baby. Silas cradled the baby in his arms and wondered how she had come to be lying in the snow on the coldest day of the year. Someone had wrapped her tightly in a heavy woolen blanket, but she was already very cold. Her lips were dusky blue and the snow dusted her eyelashes. As the baby's dark violet eyes gazed intently at him, Silas had the uncomfortable feeling that she had already seen things in her short life that no baby should see. Thinking of his hair at home, warm and safe with Septimus and the boys, Silas decided that they would just have to make room for one more little one. He carefully tucked the baby into his blue wizard, ro- wizard cloak and hold her- held her close to him as he ran towards the castle gate. 
reached the drawbridge just as Gringe, the gatekeeper, was about to go and yell for the bridge boy to start running it up. You're cutting it a bit fine, growled Gringe. But you wizards are weird. What do you want to be all be? What do you all, all want me out for on a day like this? I don't know. Oh, oh! Silas wanted to get past Gringe as soon as he could. But first, he had to cross Gringe's palm of silver. Silas quickly found a silver penny in one of his pockets and handed it over. Thank you, Gringe. Good night. Gringe looked at the penny as though it was a rather nasty beetle. Marcia Overstrand. She gave me half an half crown just now. But then she's got class with her being the extraordinary wizard now. What? Silas nearly choked. Silas nearly choked. Yeah, class. That's what she's got. Gringe stood back to let pass as Silas stood by. As much as Silas wanted to find out why Marcia Overstrand was suddenly the extraordinary wizard, he could feel the bundle beginning to stir in the warmth of his cloak, and something told him that it would be better if Gringe did not know about the baby. As Silas disappeared into the shadows of the tunnel that led to the ramblings, a tall figure in purple stepped out and barred his way. Marcia, gasped Silas. What on earth? Tell no one. You found her. She was born to you. Understand? Shocked, Silas nodded. Before he had time to say anything, Marcia was gone in a shimmer of purpleness. Silas, Silas spent the rest of the long, winding journey through the ramblings with his mind in turmoil. Who was this baby? What did Marcia have to do with her? And why was Marcia the extraordinary wizard now? And as Silas neared the big red door that led to the Heaps, Heap family's already overcrowded room, another more pressing question came to his mind. What was Sarah going to say to, have, to get another baby to care for? Silas did not have long to think about that last question. As he reached the door, it flew open, and a large, red-faced woman, wearing the dark blue robes of a matron midwife, ran out, almost knocking, knocking Silas over as she fled. She, too, was carrying a bundle, but the bundle was wrapped in head from toe in bandages, and she was carrying him under his arms as if he were a parcel, and she was late for the post. "'Dead!' cried the matron midwife. She pushed Silas aside with a powerful shove and ran down the corridor. Inside of the room, Sarah Heap screamed. Silas went in with a heavy heart. He saw Sarah surrounded by six white-faced little boys, all too scared to cry. She's taken him, said Sarah hopelessly. Septimus is dead, and she's taken him away. Silas had no words for what he wanted to say, so he just took the bundle out from under his cloak and placed her in Sarah's arms. Sarah Heap burst into tears.